It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Friday, July 30th, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. Brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial. Working together to serve you better. Today on this program, it's Ask the Mayor on 800 CHAB. Is Worship Fraser Tomey taking time out to update us on the goings-on at Moose Jaw City Hall? And for the first time in, um, well, 16 months, I guess, we'll do it in person, not via telephone. So the audio quality, my friends, will be top-notch. There's lots to talk about today, from construction to economic development to restructuring in the city clerk city solicitor's offices, as longtime city lawyer Myron Gulka-Tietzko retired a few days ago. Oh, and 15 weeks of winning continues on CHAB. We've got highlights from our weekly grand prize draw this morning and more. Today on the Heartland at New. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Open seven days a week. Let the crew give your semi, RV, trailer, or farm equipment the best wash in Moose Jaw, 620 North Service Road. Good afternoon. I'm Haley Shirky. Farmers are struggling with the drought in more ways than one. These hot, dry conditions are a perfect breeding ground for grass fires. Kathy Bassett, public education officer at the Moose Jaw Fire Department, says there are a number of ways to avoid sparks flying, including keeping the grass mowed, refraining from setting off fireworks, and cleaning up fallen branches. Bassett says farming equipment is also a key player in grass fires. You got to keep your equipment in, in top shape, right? You got to make sure that there's no problems with your equipment because, you know, they do spark sometimes, and, and especially in this dry stuff, we're going to be going into uh, harvesting probably earlier than planned because the crops are really in bad shape this year. So keep your equipment in top shape. She says if you do notice a grass fire, call 911 immediately and be as accurate with your location as possible. The City of Moose Jaw Board of Revision is looking for more people to sit on its panel. The board deals with appeals arising from assessment procedures and board members are appointed through city council. City clerk and solicitor Myron Gulka-Tiechko. There is a shortage of uh, uh, people uh, available to uh, hear uh, assessment appeals and uh, it certainly would be helpful if if there are uh, people in the community that are interested in uh, pursuing that uh, on a very part-time basis. the Board of Revision would be interested in, uh, in hearing from them. Anyone interested can call the Board of Revision Secretary at 694-4487. The Four Paws Lottery, one of the biggest fundraisers of the year for the Moose Jaw Humane Society, is wrapping up. The $10,000 draw will be made tomorrow at 1 p.m., and all money raised will go directly to the Humane Society to pay for vet expenses. Dana Hawkins, executive director at the Moose Jaw Humane Society, says it's not too late to enter. There is still time to get your tickets. We have completely sold out of the 1 for 20s and the 5 for 75s, but we do have about 40 packs of the 3 for 50 left, and they are selling quite quickly. So if you would like to get your chance for $10,000, and who couldn't use that on the long weekend? Tickets can be purchased by e-transfer to giving at mjhs.ca over the phone with a credit card, or you can book a time to stop by the shelter. 
Combines have started to roll on some pea and lentil crops north of Moose Jaw and in the southern part of the province. The continued hot, dry conditions has accelerated the ripening of all crops. Crop extension specialist Shannon Friesen says the heat has really taken a toll on crops. Certainly we do have areas of the province, such as areas in the southeast, that just received a little bit more moisture and things are looking much better for them. Uh, But for the most part, um, you know, yields are not expected to be anywhere close to normal. Uh, We are also anticipating a lot of low single-digit yields as well. And in terms of quality, um, you know, with this heat and with crops drying down so quickly and heads and pods not filling properly, we are also anticipating quality issues as well. She notes any rain now won't increase yields, but would have a positive effect for next year. Rondi Morkey's father was just trying to help someone in need, and instead ended up getting robbed. A young woman came to his door recently, saying she was down on her luck and asked for some gas for her vehicle and if she could use the washroom. After allowing her to use the washroom, the two went to the garage to get a jerry can of gas. When he returned, he found some of his belongings were missing. Morky is getting the word out so it doesn't happen to anyone else. You know, I can't imagine a single mom going through this and having her kid being in the house and some guy comes into the house. That that would be traumatizing for a child. Some of the items that were taken included a cell phone and the contents from his wallet. If you're looking to beat the heat, there's some good news. The Phyllis Dewar Outdoor Pool is reopening today. The pool had been temporarily closed due to a water main break. Because of the repairs, however, there is a boil water advisory for the natatorium. So users are asked to avoid drinking water from the fountains, taps, or showers. For schedules or to book swim times, you can use the recreation registration link on the city's website, or use the City of Moose Jaw app. 52 new cases of COVID-19 were being reported yesterday, along with 16 new recoveries. Of the new cases, nine are in the far northwest, nine are in Saskatoon, and six are in Regina. 412 cases are considered active. There are 43 people in hospital, including 34 receiving inpatient care, and nine are in intensive care. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 71 points, the Dow Jones is down 97 points, the NASDAQ is down 87 points, and the Canadian dollar is down at 80.19 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Federal officials are warning we could be into a fourth wave of COVID-19 by the end of the summer if the country reopens too quickly before enough Canadians are vaccinated. Chief Public Health Officer Dr. Teresa Tam says the Delta variant could fuel the spread of the virus among younger unvaccinated people, leading to a serious rise of case counts and hospitalizations this fall and winter. The Canadian Pediatric Society is calling Alberta's move to lift isolation and testing requirements an unnecessary and risky gamble. It has written an open letter to the province's chief medical officer of health asking her to reconsider. Close contacts of people who test positive for COVID-19 are no longer legally required to isolate, while infected individuals won't need to isolate starting August 16th. 
Statistics Canada says the economy appears to have grown in the second quarter of the year, despite two months of setbacks. The agency says its preliminary estimate is that the economy grew at an annualized rate of 2.5% between April and June. Real gross domestic product declined by 0.5% in April, and the agency says today that May saw a decline of 0.3%. Canada's Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre says it was able to offer police and other law enforcement agencies 979 packets of intelligence about suspected cases of sex trafficking over the last five years. Fintrack says it was able to do so because of an initiative dubbed Project Protect, a public-private partnership initiative launched in 2016 and led by the Bank of Montreal. I'm Stephen Wilson. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. Well, it sounds like it'll be a sold-out show for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders home opener one week from tonight. The Riders posting on social media last evening saying there were fewer than 200 seats remaining. The Riders hosting the BC Lions next Friday night. And quarterback Cody Fajardo says the focus has now switched to the opponent and the game plan. Uh, got a little feisty in our last practice, not today, but yesterday. Just we're tired of going against each other, right? And every every team experiences that in training camp. Um, so to have a different colored team, you know, just line up against you, it's very exciting. And, and to get back into the routine of a season, I think, is, is really exciting as well. So um, a lot of meaningful football coming up, and, and I'm just excited about the opportunity at hand. Oh, me too. You know, if there's one TV show I've missed over the course of the last year and a half, it's Friday Night Football. The Riders will play their first three games of the season at Mosaic Stadium with Hamilton and Ottawa slated to travel to Regina before the end of August. A pair of wins for local ball teams last night. The 18U AA Canucks had their bats going early and picked up a 15-4 win over the Regina Red Sox at Roswell's Park. Brendan Gerbrandt went the distance on the mound, allowing just five hits and striking out six. In girls' fastball, the 14U Ice scored seven runs in the top of the fifth inning and went on to an 11-1 win over Weyburn that game in Regina. In other baseball action, the Regina White Sox scored two runs in the bottom of the seventh for a 6-5 walk-off win over the Moose Jaw 15U AAA Canucks in Regina. Regina's Kim Walker has won her second Saskatchewan Senior Women's Golf Championship. Walker carding a final round 71, good for an eight-shot victory over second-place finisher Lori Boyle of Moose Jaw. Boyle, of course, a seven-time champ, shot 77 yesterday to finish 14 over for the championship. Weyburn's Rick Hallberg ran away with the senior man's title, his second straight and third in four years. The golf Kenosi player carded rounds of 71, 65, and 66 for a three-day total of 202, 13 shots better than the closest competition. And the Blue Jays pounded the Red Sox last night, 13-1 the final score. The Jays are back home in Toronto and they'll play there in front of the hometown fans for the first time in almost two years this weekend as they host the Kansas City Royals. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Sunny, hazy, hot. Broken record, sorry. The high 32 Tonight, clear, hazy, low 14. Tomorrow, sunny and hazy, high 31. Sunday, sunny, 32. Holiday Monday, happy Saskatchewan Day. Sunshine, high 33. Back at it on Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 32 degrees. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, 32. Normal high at this time of year, 27. Normal low, 12. The record high, 38, set in 2017. The record low, 3, set in 2004. Sun came up at 528, and the sun goes down at 850. 
This hour, Moose Jaw, mostly sunny, hazy, 29 degrees. Regina, 26. Assiniboia Gravelberg, 27. Rockland Coronac, 29. Swift Current, 25. Elbow, 27. Davidson Watrous, 25. Once again, Assiniboia, 27. Regina, 26. And with the wind north at 18. And the relative humidity at 32%. It's 29 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. Monsoonal moisture moving northward from the U.S. and Rocky Mountain region may eventually improve the prospects for rain in parts of the prairies. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. It's hard to believe, but there is the potential for moisture from Mexico to work its way through the U.S. Rocky Mountain region and into a part of Canada's prairies as we move into the middle and latter parts of August. But that's still a long ways out in the forecast and it's also a bit of a reach, but that is probably the best potential we have for getting a more significant rain event to take place. And for the next full week, we're not likely to see much more than just a few sporadic showers occurring periodically. The moisture that's going to occur this weekend is going to certainly be restricted, and the same is true for next week. We'll have a high-pressure system dominating the area Saturday, Sunday, and probably Monday that will likely prevent precipitation from occurring in any part of the region and we'll look for the ridge of high pressure to be sharpening up over Alberta during that time period and the ridge will eventually work its way to the east as we go into the early part of next week bringing back hotter temperatures to a large part of our region. Temperatures in the near-term part of the forecast will not be too bad. We'll look for temperatures in the upper 20s through the lower 30s quite often through the heart of the weekend. There will be the potential for some hotter temperatures in the southwest and some south central parts of the province and we'll look for those extremes to get up into a few middle 30s. In contrast to that, temperatures in the far northeast may be as cool as the lower 20s for a brief period on Saturday. Well, the forecast after that, though, is for warming, and we'll look for the afternoon temperatures to work their way up into the middle and upper 30s as we go into the early to middle part of next week, and that will be followed by our first opportunity for some rain and thunderstorm activity, and that will likely occur as we go from Tuesday into Wednesday and Thursday of next week. The precipitation will be disorganized like it will be today. I haven't mentioned much about today, but we do have a chance for some sporadic showers to occur in about 25% of the province, and moisture totals will run from trace amounts upwards to 4 and 5 millimeters. Nighttime temperatures are expected to be in the teens through much of the forecast period. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Gail, you get your crop off already? Oh, that was one heck of a harvest. We had a real fast combine all weekend. We blew a barren early on, but the crew got her patched up. We went three wide down the last quarter section. And right now, we're going to get that crop in the bin. Stop! Sorry. We used Reglone Ion from Syngenta. It lets you take more control over your harvest timing by quickly and evenly drying down your pulse and canola crops. Well, that makes sense. And I'll tell you what, our combat... Ooh, speak to your retailer today about Reglone Ion. Always read and follow label directions. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The road report on the Heartland at Noon for tip-top roofing. Serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off. 631-5975.
Careful downtown. Phyllis Dewar Outdoor Pool reopening today. So it'll be extra busy down there. And there's lots of construction on Fairford East. There's a new apartment uh, or condo complex being built right across from the pool. There's heavy-duty construction between 3rd and 5th on Fairford East, so be careful with the family down around that neighborhood. 7th Avenue Northwest, cast iron water main replacement underway. The 1100 block all torn up. You can see the uh, photographic evidence on the CHAB Facebook page. And remember, it's a long weekend. More traffic on Saskatchewan highways, guaranteed. Coming to and from Lake Diefenbaker, Buffalo Pound, and Long Lake, so be careful out there. Be safe, won't you? And if you have trouble in traffic or see something other motorists might like to know about, you can send us a text anytime when it's safe to do so on the Moose Jaw RVM Marine text line 6938000. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. There are always two sides to the story. One that's been getting some attention lately is inflation, and it, like all the others, has more than one angle. For consumers, this is pretty straightforward. The cost of goods and services is going up, so from their perspective, it's not the best news. But balancing this story is the potential for M&A activity. That stands for mergers and acquisitions, and it's one of the ways businesses grow. They can get bigger by adding new products or geography by opening a branch in another community, or they can buy up a competitor. Well, a new report on the global outlook for M&A published by the consulting firm PwC on their website Strategy Plus Business suggests this will be a busy arena in the coming months. One reason is the COVID recovery and the need for new approaches and technology, usually the kind of things that are found in small entrepreneurial organizations which become targets for cash-rich large players. And inflation will simply add to the top line of these small businesses. As prices go up, so do revenues. That's exactly what buyers are seeking. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Mondays are special at Moose Jaw's Hillcrest Golf Club. You can play 18 holes for just $48, and that includes your power card. The Monday special every Monday, including holidays. For more information and to book your tee time, call the Hillcrest, 693-1921. Hey, Yorkton and Moose Jaw, it's the Summer Sleep Sale on now at Modern Mattress. Come on down and take advantage of the huge savings on products that will help you beat the heat while you sleep. Like the Lotus Flippable Mattress in a Box with over 8 inches of cooling gel. Pair that mattress with a brand new Lotus Arctic Ice Cooling Pillow. Or snuggle up with a brand new Bamboo Cooling Cover for your weighted blanket. All of these products and so much more are on sale now. Come see us in Yorkton or Moose Jaw. Modern Mattress, come in today and start sleeping better tonight. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. It's 15 weeks, it's 15 prizes, and a ton of fun along the way. You listen in all summer long for 15 weeks of winning on CHAB. And you could qualify and win a cold brew coffee from Tim Hortons and then qualify for the grand prize. It's a weekly grand prize. And this week, another beautiful beef package valued hundreds of dollars from Cattle Country Beef. CattleCountry.ca. That's cattle and country with K's, all right? CattleCountry.ca for all the information you need. It's from their farm to your fork. The big package today, lean ground beef, roast steaks for the barbecue, ribs, brisket, and more. And the winner this morning was a Country 100 loyal listener, Carolyn 
spirit. So way to go, Carolyn. Courtney actually woke her up. She was, she was out at the cabin, but she was happy with that great news. So she'll be having fun on the barbecue this weekend. And as you know, we've been uh, letting you know to get entered online to win packages uh, on 15 weeks of winning. And we made a draw this morning. CHAB listener Rhonda Phillips, the winner. Bob Carney, CHAB. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, we made uh, some draws for some of our uh, weekly prize package winners on 15 Weeks of Winning, and your name popped up. Oh, perfect. You've won yourself a pretty nice package here. You get a $30 mini read from Dragonfly Soul Healing. A piece of jewelry from Plunder Design Jewelry by Heidi T. A $30 gift certificate from Bootleg Barbers. A $20 gift certificate from B&B Fruit Stand. And a $40 gift certificate from The Sugar Shack. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty, that's a darn good package. Not bad, Thank eh? you. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Yeah, thank, that's good. The Good Friday news. <laughs> yeah, right on. What's up for the weekend? I work. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I will. I will be working. Okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's this, okay, though. Maybe this is some consolation. That's right. Makes <laughs> it all better. <laughs> hey, you can come into the station anytime and pick up your package. Okay. Thanks so much, Rob. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rhonda Phillips of Moose Jaw, big winner on 15 Weeks of Winning. That is a pretty good package. Get entered to win online, and stay tuned to the CHAB Morning Show again starting on Tuesday after the long weekend. We'll have another full week, well, four-day week of 15 Weeks of Winning. There you go. Okay, we'll have fewer qualifiers for the big grand prize, which I do not know what it is yet. We'll, we'll find out on Tuesday. 15 Weeks of Winning, a presentation of Tristan's Treats, Hub Meat Market, Bounce A Lot Inflatables, Cranberry Collective Boutique, Fishes Pharmacy. And of course, 800 CHAB. 6,019 doses of COVID-19 vaccine on the books here in Saskatchewan. And we've added 169 vaccinations in South Central. The fresh numbers from the provincial government. 75% of those 12 plus have received their first dose. 63% of those 12 plus are fully vaccinated now. The Pfizer vaccine, by the way, is available in Moose Jaw and Assiniboia this afternoon. In Moose Jaw at the Exhibition Grounds, Prince of Wales Centre in Assiniboia, and in a number of other communities you can see still get the vaccine. Of course, we're all being urged to get fully vaccinated. You can check out the full list on the Government of Saskatchewan website. Go to their news releases section, find yesterday's COVID-19 release, and you'll find a link there to tell you where all the vaccine clinics are on today and this weekend. Daily stats, uh, COVID is still finding people, mostly those who are not vaccinated. 52 new cases have been confirmed. We have 412 cases considered active across the province, 43 people in hospitals, but none from South Central, where we still have six active cases. So that's the latest on that. Okay. Moose Jaw Mayor Fraser Tommy joining us on the Heartland at noon. For the first time in 16 months, we're doing this in person. It's nice to see you. It's great to see you. We got new chairs. How do you like them? I, you know what? It it looks great. Honestly, I, I love what you've done with the place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you I look think, good, Rob. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we we got them just before uh, all the restrictions, so they they're just they're still brand new. Might be a little dust on them, but <laughs> well, you know what? They sit high, which uh-huh. is great for a short guy when you're you know getting up to the microphone here. And then I just spun there, and uh, I almost did a. A 360 there. That's so, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you something to do when <laughs> yeah. we're in commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Cord wrapped around my 
<laughs> myself here. Hey, the number uh, one issue that I, uh, I sent to you earlier this week was the Phyllis Dewar Outdoor Pool. My questioning was going to be, when's it going to open? <laughs> today. Uh, yeah, we found out yesterday it's reopening today, and that's good news. The timing could not have been worse. We're setting record high temperatures, and we have a water main break wow. just outside the pool. Nothing you can do about it, but we've got it uh, temporarily fixed, right? Yeah, it's uh, that's disappointing, eh? you know, and... Um uh, my my own kids were down at uh, the pool earlier this summer, and uh, so you know, like you said, record high temperatures, and then bang, that happens. So, uh, thanks to the crews to get that sorted out, so that people can get back into the water and um, and get back up and running and deal with these temperatures. And just another reminder for pool goers: uh, still a boil water advisory for the natatorium building. So you can't drink the water there out of the sink or the fountain. So take your own water to the pool and you'll be okay. Uh, the uh, the water that's actually in the pool is is certainly okay. And like I said on the road report, uh, be careful in that neighborhood because there's lots of construction in that neighborhood. And we'll talk about that uh, a little later on. Um, also, uh, I want to mention, uh, talk about, and we, we actually had his, uh, his short and emotional farewell speech on the radio uh, from uh, Monday night. Myron Kalkatiechko, who was our city solicitor, city clerk for 13 years, calling it a day and retiring and uh, got pretty emotional Monday night. He uh, he uh, has mixed feelings, I think, about retiring. Yeah, he uh, he's he's a part of uh, that organization and uh, instrumental. And, he, you know, when you, um, you know, I was elected in 2009 as a city councillor and, and uh, you know, one of the first persons that, that reaches out to you is the city solicitor and, and, um, and the city clerk and it, that was Myron. And so uh, he was, he's just a gentleman and uh, he's got a great big heart and honestly, you know, I was able to share a little bit that uh, when you go into the office, he was always the first one there, you know, uh, um, and then he'd always have the coffee on and you could always hear his laugh. But uh, he he worked hard and he'd put in long hours. He'd stay late, and uh, you know a lot of counselors who are um, you know that are serving or have served. You know one of the first people that they meet is Myron, and and he helps them walk through the process and and lets them understand you know what you've got yourself into after being elected. You know, and so he's he's a great guy and he's always got your back. So from what I understand now, there's a there's going to be a whole restructuring process in that city clerk's department? Yeah. So I know a number of years ago that uh, they they tried to combine um, those two departments. And um, so we're, we're looking at doing a little bit of restructuring. Um, we want to make it effective for people. Uh, you know, that office is there to serve the community. And we want to make sure that uh, it's being used effectively. And so there's, you know, some recommendations that are coming forward and, and you know, things that we're going to be looking at in the budget process. Okay. So uh, we'll probably be, be hiring another city clerk at some point in the, in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's really going to be up to the city manager, right? Uh, we've got one employee, but we do rely on having, uh, you know, a legal representation as a council as well. Sure. Got to have it. Council this week, uh, discussion around 9th Avenue Southwest uh, and the Urban Highway Connector Program. Uh, tell us about the program and, and uh, how it will impact 9th Southwest. Yeah, so it's a project that the, the province puts on, and cities receive annual grants for operation and maintenance of urban highway connectors, right? So something that connects into the city. Um, and we, we receive funding for rehabilitation and upgrade projects uh, on those areas. And that's a project that we felt was very important to our community to uh, apply for because, you know, I, I even stated it that I, I feel that it's 
very dangerous. Uh, if you're unaware and you're driving along and there's a bit of a drop off there, um, and it is a main thoroughfare for one of our largest employers in the in the city, which is the military base, and it's it's very well used. So uh, I'm glad that this has been brought forward. Uh, recommendation from administration. I'd like to see this. Uh, be a successful project and and to be dealt with because if you leave it for too long, you know, Rob, we've seen that in other areas in our community that you know, and then you have to spend more money. So it's better to do it now and get her done, get her done and dealt with right away. So we're expecting funding to help us out with this from the federal level, uh, from the provincial, provincial level. level, yeah, from okay. the provincial level. And so uh, the city, you know, uh, administration came to council said, "Hey, this is a project that we would like to apply for for the grant," and uh, and so that's the conversations that'll be having between administration and the provincial government to uh, get the funding for that area. The board of revision we've learned uh, needs people uh, to serve. Uh, tell us about the board of revision, uh, what they do and uh, why you need more people. Yeah, so the Board of Revision is an independent, quasi-judicial board, independent from City Council. And uh, so they are there to deal with appeals arising from assessment procedures uh, in accordance with uh, Section um, uh, 16, or sorry, 12 of the uh, Cities Act. And they're two-year terms. And so uh, just recently, everybody would have received an assessment on their property. And, um, And so people are able to go to that board and say, hey, listen, this doesn't line up with what uh, we feel it does. And and then they can uh, go through the review uh, process with the um, a board of revision and, and discuss that with them and, and then um, – you know, either challenge it or be given the information to as to why that that is in place. So, how many people do we need on that board? Uh, you know what, Rob? I don't have that on hand. I know that uh, there was a call to to get as many uh, you know people to to support because we were you know we we've, we've been running low on numbers, right? Um, it, it's it's one of the things that I've found with a lot of organizations, not just with the city um, and. But a lot of boards and community boards that, um, you know, we really need volunteers to keep those organizations going and to be able to do uh, good work for the community. And so, um, you know, the appeal for me would be that, uh, you know, if you can be part of an organization, you know, I was part of Special Olympics or whatever. I know that's not a city related, but being part of the community is important and supporting others and, and uh, border revision and, and um, you know, a couple other boards within our community. Yeah, it's uh, it's important work, the Board of Revision, certainly, and there's a lot of money involved. Um, are these paid positions on that board? Yeah, they are paid positions, and uh, please don't ask me to quote what they get paid, but uh, uh, they are they are paid, and 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 we know that uh, their their time is valuable because a lot of these meetings that they have will be during during the day, so uh, you know it's you've got to have uh, compensation for that. Yeah, sure. And flexibility with your with your job, too, yeah, if you're absolutely. working full-time. Uh, and you mentioned we, we need uh, people on other boards, too, including the Community Cleanup and Youth Advisory Boards, right? Well, Youth Advisory, a lot of, um, a lot of those uh, board members come from the high schools. So uh, Lyle Johnson really uh, is instrumental in that, um, that committee. Uh, he, and, uh, you know, we just had the final meeting with the, the Youth Advisory Committee uh, last week or two weeks ago. You know, we finish up at Boston Pizza and take the kids out for, for a meal. But um, they're great kids, and I get to see them come through, the you know, the, this 
you know, every year they come through the system and, uh, and you know, a lot of them stay in touch and you, you get to see where they go, you know, university. You know, I've been mayor for now almost six years here and you get to see these kids that have graduated and gone to university and getting full-time jobs and how their lives progress. So it's kind of nice. Um, but there are other boards and, and um, I know the um, – uh, uh, murals board was one that uh, Councillor Eby was was talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. So you know, um, there's opportunities, and you can go onto the city website, moosejaw.ca, for all the information on vacancies on boards and committees. Hey, construction is officially underway on the Great Plains Power Station here in Moose Jaw, and the mayor was part of a tour just recently. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Ask the Mayor on the Heartland at Noon. Start your engines on your marks. Get set. Go. Don't be that guy. Keep your truck running in tip-top shape with Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Not going to be a quick fix? No worries. They now offer loaner vehicles. The caring service you'd expect from a family-run business. The results you deserve, backed by years of training and experience. Your number one diesel truck experts. Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit them online at moosejawtruckshop.com. Did you know silver prices in the last year have been as high as $30 an ounce? Currently, silver is at $25 and expected to continue marching higher into 2022, where prices could easily be $40 or more as the global marketplace deals with inflation and the costs of COVID. To learn more about silver and the opportunity it presents, listen to Chad Sexton from ucmetals.com on Saturday morning at 7.30 and get the free metals report at 800-678-4180. That's 800-678-4180. Parish and Heinbecker Moose Jaw, focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Kelsey Nall of Moose Jaw's Parish and Heinbecker. The busy season is upon us, so save yourself some time. Download the PH app to track your contracts or look at current spot pricing. Sign up for Direct Deposit 2 to save yourself a trip down to pick up a check. And as always, give us a call to put in any targets or discuss any fertilizer or chemical needs you may have. Count on experience, count on expertise, count on Parish and Heinbecker, moving tradition forward. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. The Kinsman Sportsplex is now open. Register for water workout classes and book your swims using the free city app or through the city website. The Phyllis Dewar Outdoor Pool will remain open until August 29th. Registration for summer learn to swim programs is now ongoing. Use the app for the full schedule and to register. Looking to get some spring training in? Contact the Yara Center to get booked in on the turf for your groups. Searching for a used bike? Book an appointment online or through the city app to check the sports equipment vault. The Mosquito Control Program has started and consists of surveying and treating standing water within a 5-kilometer radius of the city. Watch for signs of Dutch elm disease and report sick trees to Parks and Recreation. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. So uh, we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And finally, (laughs) I know these things take time, but construction is now officially underway at the Great Plains Power Station in Moose Jaw. Mr. Mayor, you're in attendance uh, for the tour. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, project coming to fruition finally? Uh, well, you know, we went through so much to make that happen. 
you know, it's, it's exciting times. You know, this is, this is a huge, um, project for the city of Moose Jaw and a, and a major transformation. I really believe that, uh, there's more going to be coming, but, uh, you know, you, you just listed that it was a, a bit of a challenging time and, you know, we weren't first considered for this project. And so we did go after it and, um, you know, there were some, uh, delays and responses, uh, but, you know, we kept our face, you know, uh, front and center so that, uh, you know, SAS power would really consider us. Um, you know, and then after the project was approved, which was a great announcement, uh, you know, uh, there were some challenges with the carbon tax. And so then the project was put on hold. And you remember, uh, you know, I, I felt that we needed to grandfather this project, that this project needed to go forward. And, you know, again, another announcement. Yeah, it, it's going to move forward. And then, you know, you, you get hit with COVID and everything shuts down. And so, you know, the timing's just great. Everybody wants to... Uh, get out of this uh, restriction and, and the challenges that we're facing. And, and now there's, you know, a buzz around the community and uh, so happy to see this project and see, you know, dirt being moved. And um, I'm, I'm happy for the people here in this community because they deserve it. They deserve good things in the city of Moose Jaw. It's certainly going to generate economic activity. It's uh, going to create jobs. There's no question about that. Construction is going to take some time. What did you see on the tour? Paint the picture for us. I mean, there's there's not much there yet. <laughs> Concrete and dirt. Uh, and, uh, you know, for most, that's that's just you know, concrete and dirt. But for me, it's, it's a vision of a, of a different future for our community and, and to be linked in and part of the power grid for SAS power to provide power to the, you know, this province is, is awesome. So this is a Saskatchewan project, um, but it's, it's being built in Moose John. We're, we're happy to, to have it here. No kidding. The other major project that is well underway, uh, the groundwork well underway, over at the New Canadian Tire Store on Thatcher Drive East. Um, where are we at with that project, do you know? Yeah, so uh, again, another project that, uh, you know, had challenges with COVID, and uh, but, you know, they're pressing, and you can see the construction um, moving quite quickly here, and Right now, the information that I have is is that their timelines are still on track for February of 2022. So, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty uh, tight timeline. But you know, I see all the activity and the, and they know what they're doing. So, I, I believe that uh, they're going to be very very close to um, completing that project around that timeline. Awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, of economic activity, um, a new start here web page on the city's website. Um, have you found uh, those that are looking to, to start a construction project or, or business um, uh, are struggling to navigate this system? And, and was that the reason for for getting this startup page going? I don't have any feedback based on that uh, as of yet. For your first part of the question, I don't have that information. I can explain to you why we're doing that. What we found, um, we've tried to streamline the process for uh, businesses to either uh, come in and, um, you know, build a project or for them to expand. And one of the, you know, one of the challenges that we found uh, was the same message. Well, you know what? you know, this is an obstacle, this is an obstacle. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to change that. We're trying to say, hey, listen, come here first. What we're going to do is we're going to walk you through the process so that you know where the obstacles are and that we can work you through that so that you're not going to have project delays. And because project delays normally, uh, when they happen, it could be because of federal restrictions. 
usually the arrow is pointed at the city of Moose Jaw and that we're putting up obstacles. And we're trying to say, hey, listen, uh, we've got to enforce those kind of rules and regulations, so let us help you through the process and we can walk you through it. And um, and then it's call before you dig kind of situation. And you know, rather than getting into trouble, we're going to help you see where the pitfalls could be and help you um, get your business up and running or expand it quicker. Good stuff. And, and I suppose it's too early to know if anybody's been making use of that uh, website just yet. Yeah, and that's that's uh, just to touch back on that, I, I don't have any feedback based on that. Uh, but we will know over time. And, um, you know, you're going to see if building permits are going to grow and you're going to see uh, uh, that through those numbers. But uh, we will keep an eye in, in, on that. And, and our comms guy right now is just on holidays. So uh, I can always circle back. And I think this is a good question to bring up at the next uh, next interview. Okay. Uh, just, just kind of doubling back here a little bit. We've talked about um, the Great Plains uh, project, the Canadian uh, Tire Store project. Uh, I know lots of water main construction is ongoing. Any other construction projects about to get going or anything you want to highlight? Well, I mean, you've touched on the major ones that are very important to our community. Um, you know, we, you can see uh, just as you're driving down Main Street, the, the new pump house that's being built, that's important and critical to our, our water infrastructure within the community. And that's the one over by the Lindbrook. Yeah. And, uh, and then we do have some uh, uh, water lines that are going into the industrial park, uh, which is going to help service. So, um, you know, if you're down by the refinery area, you, you would see that. That's important for us. Um, you know, there's going to be more uh, – uh, uh, projects on the go and, and some of the things that we're going to be looking at in the future and, and that are in play right now are ones that you're not going to be, that might not be visible. And that's, you know, getting some solar projects going so that we can reduce uh, operational costs, uh, uh, you know, for the city and, and that would help, you know, in our tax rates and, and things like that. So those are, those are projects that are on the works and on the go, but, um, lots of construction and a lot of construction that's being done isn't always the city. Uh, you can, you, you know, you had mentioned earlier on, there's a condo project that's being built. And so um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of buzz going around this community. It's good, good stuff. Yeah, it's really good to see. And one more thing before I let you go. Um, we heard from the folks on Caribou Street East just recently uh, who are concerned about the amount of dust that blows into the Double J trailer park. Uh, I'm wondering if we've uh, taken any action on that. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, just something that's, uh, you know, um, as a challenge right now, obviously, with the, the dry season, you know, um, uh, that, you know, compounds the issue uh, in that area. And so uh, there is a 50-50 um, a um, cost for uh, dust control in that area. And, and so I have to circle back with administration and just see if they've reached out to those citizens and homeowners in that area just to see if, you know, that's been uh, put on the table there and, and where those discussions are. Heck, we could use a little dust control on the cart pass at the Hillcrest <laughs> Golf Club, too. Like, it's, that's, it's so dry, right? Yeah, I know. Well, you, you know terrible. what? You get good run on your ball. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> You're, what, hitting 450 yards now? Not quite. Not quite. But, yeah, the ball bounces and goes forever on some fairways, for sure. We just need rain. No question about that. Anything else you want to add before we let you go? Uh, you know, I just uh, – there's a – couple of more announcements that we are we're working on and that we're hopeful for the community and and we'll keep you posted and and um you know just uh uh keep this momentum going for the community in the city of moose jaw 
We'll uh, stick with the city of Musha when we come back. We'll talk to uh, horticulturist Sarah Regent, uh, get an update on the uh, Dutch elm disease situation here uh, within the city of Musha. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. It's great to see you, Rob. You too. We'll be back. Class is in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB. The Fleetwood Mac Rumors album has a dramatic backstory combining jealousy, infidelity, and divorce. Married for almost eight years, Christine and John McVie entered the studio at the point of divorce, but remained civil until Christine began openly dating the band's lighting director. Stevie Nicks and then-longtime lover and musical partner Lindsey Buckingham had also recently begun a nasty separation. At the time, Mick Fleetwood discovered that his wife was having an affair with a close friend and divorce would soon follow. Then, a short-lived romance blossomed between Fleetwood and Nicks. Many of the lyrics spawned from the band's romantic situations at the time. Through adversity, great music emerged. Rumors stayed atop the charts for 31 weeks, won a Grammy for Album of the Year, and became the group's best-selling album. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by... Inspiration Decor MJ, voted best paint store in Moose Jaw, featuring Benjamin Moore Paint, established in 1883. Great West Auto and Egg Supply in Moose Jaw, a Cinnaboya Livestock Auction, committed to getting top dollar for your livestock. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moosejaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Sunny this afternoon, hazy and a high of 32. Tonight, clear but hazy, a low of 14. Saturday, sunny but hazy, a high of 31. Sunny Sunday, a high of 32. Monday, sunny, a high of 33. And Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 32. A Pfizer walk-in clinic is at the Musha Exhibition Grounds until 4 o'clock today. The vaccines will be handed out on a first-come, first-served basis, and the clinic will be open as long as supplies last. The clinic is open to anyone ages 12 and up looking for their first or second dose. For all your news or weather anytime, click on discovermusha.com or the Musha Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. I was kind of alarmed the other day to see a big, beautiful elm tree being cut down over on Edmonton Street, uh, just off of 11th Avenue. The 1000 block of Edmonton Street there in that uh, City View Palliser neighborhood. It's just beautiful over there. It features a lovely canopy along most of the block with a number of mature elm trees providing the shade. So when I saw that tree coming down, I thought the worst. Dutch elm disease? Uh, no, that's not the case. I asked and I was told it was a structural issue with the tree. It was uh, old and weak and earlier this summer a big branch broke off and came close to uh, the house. Uh, so the city of Moose Jaw took that big tree down. Now that said, it is that time of year when Parks and Rec is asking us if we notice an elm tree that may be suffering, perhaps in distress, to alert them so they can check for Dutch Elm. Our Haley Shirky following up. I'm here with city horticulturist Sarah Regent talking about Dutch elm disease. So what kind of issues does Dutch elm disease bring to trees? The biggest issue with Dutch elm disease is once a tree has it, there's really nothing that can be done except for removing the entire tree. Um, so it's quite a lethal disease and it 
does attack quite quickly. Trees can um, die in as little as three weeks from actually getting the disease. So it can be quite devastating. And the city has about 18,000 elms. So there are a lot of trees that need protecting and potentially a lot of loss if we don't manage Dutch elm properly. So it's a big deal. Um, Are there any areas that are currently suffering from the disease in Moose Jaw that you know of? The way the disease spreads is through elm bark beetles, which can fly um, up to a couple of kilometers away if they're really feeling up to it. So we do see cases of Dutch elm disease throughout the city. It's not really localized to any one area because of the way it transmits. Those beetles kind of hop to trees randomly and therefore they spread it everywhere. So we're not really seeing a strong pattern of any particular areas. How can people avoid Dutch elm disease and those beetles? The biggest thing is to keep elms healthy and make sure that there's no elm wood lying around, which is a great breeding place for those elm bark beetles. Um, Basically, the best way to control the spread of the disease is to control the beetles. So keeping your trees free of dead wood, making sure you don't have any elm firewood lying around. And you can also get your trees basil sprayed in September to kill off any overwintering beetles, and that will help as well. What is basil spraying? Basil spraying is applying an insecticide just to the bottom approximately 50 centimeters of the tree, and that's where most of the elm bark beetles are overwintering, so you don't need to spray the entire tree. You can just spray the base of it in the fall when they're there, and so they're for you don't need to use a whole lot of insecticide because you can be very precise with your application. Okay, that sounds really cool. And so in your role as city horticulturalist, what can you do to combat the disease? Right now, the city is actively monitoring for potential cases of Dutch elm disease, and we are sampling trees all throughout the summer. Um, And those go to the Crop Protection Lab, who can tell us if they are Dutch elm disease or if they are a similar disease called Dothorella wilt. Or perhaps they're neither because symptoms can be confused with drought symptoms, which we are seeing a lot of this year as well. We are also doing some injections for our higher value trees in higher risk areas like Crescent Park and some of our very valuable boulevard trees. And that is quite an intensive process, but it basically immunizes the tree for three years against getting the disease. Um, Unfortunately, because it's so intensive, we can only do a handful of trees every year. And we also do have a basil spraying program where we do half the trees in the city each year. And that is quite effective because there is some residual uh, effect from the basil spray. So it is good for two years and that helps keep our elm beetle population down, which helps prevent the spread of the disease. All right. Awesome, Sarah. That was pretty much everything that I had. Is there anything else that you would like to add that we might have missed? With trying to keep your elms healthy, a big stressor on the trees right now is drought. So if you do have elm trees, it would be a very good idea to give them a deep watering. And you don't need to do it regularly for mature trees, but because we've gone so long without rain, um, putting the holes out there under your tree to give it a good deep soak is going to help that tree be more resilient and be more healthy, which will help avoid getting Dutch elm disease. Not a guarantee, but it's going to help a lot. Okay, awesome. That's a great tip. I guess the drought is kind of affecting everyone right now, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, unfortunately, coming off the heels of a very cold winter as well, it's been quite hard on pretty much everything. 
Yep, no kidding. Sarah Region from the City of Moose Jaw Parks and Rec Department. And a reminder, uh, it's illegal to trim or prune elm trees during the summer months. Uh, that ban is effect, I do believe, through the end of August. So um, if you have some pruning to do, of course, you uh, you got to wait. We'll be back. One more piece to tell you about next. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Blaze Wozniak. We spoke with Jen Angus, Executive Director of the Moose Jaw Transition House, about their upcoming charity golf tournament. August 19th at the Deer Ridge Golf and Country Club in partnership with Investment Planning Council. It's $125 per person or $400 for a team of four golfers. That includes your green fees, your cart, dinner, prizes, welcome bags, and a barbecue lunch sponsored by Co-op. The funds raised at this event directly go towards helping uh, the women and children in need of our services. To register or to donate a prize or be a whole sponsor, they can call 693-6511, extension 3, or they can email Contact at mj-transitionhouse.com. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Magnuson Trucking. They now have three Super Bs to make grain hauling that much easier. For custom grain, fertilizer, and gravel hauling, call Sven at 642-7577. And Community Service Radio, 800-CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Mr. Rustin is on 800-CHAB's Ask the Expert later this afternoon, uh, talking about mortgage protection and mortgage insurance and the various options there are that are out there. In fact, Purpose Financial has its own mortgage division. So uh, if you're uh, in the uh, market to uh, to buy a house um, or you will be soon, make sure you tune in. Ask the Expert later this afternoon right here on 800-CHAB. Uh, one more positive news story here. Um, after taking a hiatus because of COVID-19. Uh, the Moose Jaw Exhibition Company is once again up and running. Other than hosting vaccine clinics, the exhibition grounds have been fairly quiet as the province made its way through the pandemic. But they're getting back to normal now. Everything kicked off this past weekend with the Saskatchewan Reigning Cow Horse Association Show and Moose Jaw's hosting the Saskatchewan Cutting Horse Association Show this weekend. CEO of the Moose Jaw Exhibition Company, George Fowler, taking some time with our Daniel McElroy. On with George Feller, the general manager of the Moose Jaw Exhibition Company. So, George, the grounds have been busy all spring and, and summer with the testing and vaccination uh, site, but now you've actually got some honest-to-goodness uh, cowboy and rodeo events going on, don't you? Yes, we do. Yep, we've got um, quite a few activities coming up. Had a few, a couple already. We have the Saskatchewan Cutting Horse uh, Association, a big event that they hold every year. There'll be 100-plus horses, and they use a lot of cattle. We'll probably rotate through about 1,000 head of cattle through the grounds um, that they'll be using for their event. And then the weekend after that, August the 6th, 7th, and 8th, we have the mini horse show on. So that's always really cute to watch the mini horses. They're just perfect little horses. They're just little. And then we've got a big barrel racing competition that uh, practice starts on the 15th. Competition will start on the 16th of August. And the competition will go 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th all day here. They'll be around, we haven't got a final number yet, somewhere between 500 to 600 participants. Then right on the heels of that, we've got provincials for uh, dressage championships are here the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. 
And uh, then we get back into some weddings and stuff the following weekend. Um, we got a tentative horse show booked for the last weekend of August, but not 100% sure. And then early in September, we have um, a big barrel racing event. It's called a slot race. It's big prize money next to Calgary Stampede. It's the biggest prize money out there. Um, and it'll be on the 3rd of September through the 6th of September bringing in some of the best riders in North America. The lady that just won the uh, Calgary Stampede is going to be in attendance. The overall champion in the States from 2018 is going to be in attendance. So that's going to be... uh, It won't be as big a a show as provincials are, but it will bring all the top-notch riders here for, uh, for the prize money. And the fall looks like, you know, we continue on through October with with lots of horse shows, lots of activities, some dog shows. The Owl Center's back open now. Um, it's open from uh, Thursday through Monday. It's closed um, Tuesday and Wednesday to give the birds an opportunity to relax. But no, we're looking forward to, um, to getting back into our routine over. George Fowler, the uh, general manager over at the Moose Jaw Exhibition Company. Yeah, lots of upcoming shows to take in at the Moose Jaw Exhibition Company. Moose Jaw Exhibition Ground, so that's good news, too. Um, just a reminder, this weekend, keep your radio on. We're the home of the greatest hits of all time, and we're bringing you more of the music you love. The Rock and Roll Oldies Show, Saturdays at 4, Sundays at 9, all brought to you by the Moose Jaw Funeral Home, the Park Hotel, Great Canadian Oil Change, and, of course, 800 CHAB. Facebook Friday. We'll have some fun on the Daily Commentary next. Attention malt barley growers. Curry Malton Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland Metcalf Synergy Connect, Frazier, and Bow varieties. Bids are at a five-year high for harvest bids, starting at $6 per bushel in select delivery periods. That's $6 per bushel. Harvest pricing for malt barley into Bigger Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. That's 1-306-948-3500. Call today. Today. I'm Darby Warner, Executive Director of Insurance at Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. At SCIC, we recognize the challenges producers are facing. Crops may be stressed and rapidly maturing, pastures and haylands drying up, and water sources quickly diminishing. I encourage producers to contact their local SCIC office to discuss their crop insurance and agri-stability coverage details. Our staff will work hard to ensure timely response to all claims and inquiries. If you have any questions, please call. 1-888-935-0000 or visit SCIC.ca. Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh wait, did you know that with every purchase you earn equity and cash back membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. Hi everyone, Sean here with Young's Equipment, your Macdon header headquarters in southern Saskatchewan. New or used, red, green, or yellow, whatever drives your farm, Young's Equipment has the Macdon header to lead the way. With Macdon's industry-leading flex draper technology, an FD series header ensures your smoothest and most productive harvest yet. No matter your color, Young's has your header. Young's Equipment, leading the way in a thriving agricultural community.
It's all about fun and frivolity on Facebook Friday. I like this one. Did you know, by replacing your potato chips with grapefruit as a snack, you can lose as much as 90% of what little joy you still have in your life? This friend of mine shares, I am really pleasant to be around. Unless I'm hungry, tired, thirsty, hot, cold, stressed, dealing with idiots, or otherwise uncomfortable. Here's a message on Facebook for Facebook. Dear Facebook, please stop suggesting people I may know. I do know them. I don't like them. Here's one to hang on to. Quit thinking you're all that. You're not even all there. And one more that fits so well on CHAB Radio. Sad news. I broke up with my girlfriend, Lorraine. She found out I was seeing another girl named Claire Lee. Good news, though. I can see Claire Lee now. Lorraine is gone. I'm Rob Kearney.